Welcome to the Property Profits Podcast. My name is Travis Wells and I will be your host every single week. It is my job to bring on a specialist in every part of real estate, whether that be retail, big commercial, luxury, flipping, land, you name it. I cannot wait to introduce you to these people because there are masters at their craft out there. At the end of each podcast, my mastermind group will come on and Q&A with these people and ask real-time, real-life questions so that we can all learn. I cannot wait to see you on my podcast. All right. So got Robert and Stephanie here, a bomb real estate agents in San Antonio. What do y'all like? Top top what now? <laughs> we're, we're up there. I don't know. Number Four. Yeah, top real estate. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're somewhere up there. <laughs> Selling luxury and all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, they're they're going to tell you uh, about, a, I don't know, a deal, a few deals, whatever y'all want to do, where where you started. Uh, Robert, I know you got a super interesting story. Stephanie, you too. You, I, I know both, you know, both y'all. So if y'all kind of, you don't, you don't have to go into too many details uh, on your personal background. It's up to you, but just kind of where you started and how you got to where you're at now and any interesting deals that y'all might uh, have have done or are encountering currently with the crazy market. Uh, anything's appreciated. And then we'll just do like a Q&A. Okay. Go ahead. I, I've been in real estate 12 years. Um, so I started in 11. And I really didn't sell the first year. So really 12 is when I started. Um, and uh, things were starting to pick back up from what I heard. I didn't know any different. So I just you know, thought that was just the market. Um, but that was after the 2008 crash. That's when things started to peak out. Of the, you know, People were actually starting to put you know, for sale signs in the yards, I guess. From what I've heard, but that's my background. Before that, I was a horse person, so totally different universes. <laughs> yeah, I I grew up around a business. My mom was an agent. She was she was considered a mega agent back in the day. So I grew up watching her sell real estate. Uh, this is my thirty second year of doing it. Um, also, at this point, I guess I know what I'm doing to a degree. Um, I I I am obsessed with real estate. Real estate is what I wake up to and go to bed to. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, if I uh, if I have any retail questions, I'm going to y'all for sure. <laughs> um, so what do y'all what are y'all seeing in the market uh, right now, as opposed to how it was last year? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, it's nothing like it was last year. <laughs> We're on yeah. Mars right now. Yeah, we are on Mars. Exactly. We 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 took a spaceship with Elon, and we're all on Mars right now. Um, <laughs> that's why year, I asked. Yeah, last year was a complete anomaly. Um, I don't, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll ever see that again in, in our careers. I don't want to say like. No, we just started. We were talking about that day. I'm like, damn, we have to like work again. <laughs> it's like hard again. <laughs> but I think one thing I've learned is real estate's always hard. It's just a different hard every time. It's either lack of inventory, too much inventory. Um, you know, buyer's market, seller's market is always a challenge, you know, lending restrictions, loosening, tightening, all this stuff. So it's, it's really interesting to know, I think why it's important to stay on top of it is to know, like, I think there's those little micro moments where you can really, you know, kind of like last year, year before mm -hmm. where you can really make some money, but it's very, they, they don't happen often, you know? Yeah. And that's why knowing your 
market is so important and staying and the cra- involved. The crazy the thing was, despite how many people had success last year, there were a lot of agents that did not have success last year. There were yeah. a lot of agents that got out of the business. There were a lot of agents belly aching. Oh my gosh, I can't find deals when, I mean, there were so many deals to be had. I just don't think they were doing the work, unfortunately. And yeah. I think like to Stephanie's point, I think we're coming back to a more, I I want to use the word normalize, but it's really not the proper word, to be honest with you. We're just going to have to get back to doing work. We're going to have to get back to some of the basics again, um, you know, in regards to finding business, getting things sold, you know, marketing. Um, whereas before you you planted a sign in the yard and you had 30 showings, you had 30 offers, whatever. And I will say you can't make mistakes now. Like yeah. back last year and the year before, you could screw up on a listing price and you're, you're fine. You're OK. Or you could overpay for a property and. You're okay. Can't do that right now. I mean, it's like doing CMAs now is like I'm double, triple, quadruple checking everything because we have to be priced properly to sell. Because if you overshoot the market, you're going to be, you know, just chasing the market down. And if you, you know, underprice it, then you're not going to get the multiple offers to boost it up like it is. You're going to get at ask. So that buyer pressure isn't there anymore. And, uh, so I think, I think being accurate on price is the, probably the most difficult thing to do right now. Yeah, that's, so I made that mistake on a flip of mine, uh, about a month ago. So I was like, well, let's roll the dice. Let's see if I could get like 30 K more. I screwed up. Cause you know, like, Hey, I didn't have the showings. I should have, I didn't have the boost. I should have. And I said, okay, I screwed up, you know, let lesson learned in this market, you know, yeah. but, uh, I, I agree completely the reason. So people that are in this group, they're newer investors for the most part. And the reason I thought it'd be cool to have y'all on is because I know that y'all have to hustle. I mean, you have a name and you've, or you're established, but you still have to hustle to get work. You know, and and just like you said, a lot of the agents aren't willing. uh, And that's what the big reason I wanted to bring you on is say y'all have all this experience in real estate. You have this name already that you've built up, but you still have to hustle business. You know, Uh, the the big thing that um, that I tell people starting in in, uh, real estate investing is, hey, you got to make your calls. You know, you got to you got to send your letters, you got to do your marketing, whatever your marketing is, you got to do that every day. How are y'all drumming up business uh, these days outside of I know social media is big and having your name in front of people, but how else are y'all drumming up business? I mean, a, a big part of our business, of course, is referrals and past clients. Um, any good agent, you know, that's been in the business a while should be getting referrals at that point, you know, assuming that you're still marketing to your sphere of influence, you're still asking for business. That's a funny thing. A lot of agents won't even ask for business, Mm -hmm. um, you know, while they're under contract, but then, you know, like she works the phones every single day. I mean, she, she hunts a different way than I hunt. Expireds are back. I'm so happy. Like during COVID there was no expires, no canceled listings. And it was depressing because that was my life. I did them for a decade and that's how I made a living, you know, and all of those past clients became my referring partners, my referrals and, you know, my uh, database. And so they're back and it's awesome. So that's, that's a great thing. So if you're looking to like, I don't know what you guys, you know, what you guys use for your, your um, calls and stuff, but I see like 
for sale by owners. I see for rent by owners. I see, you know, uh, expired listings every single day. See what I see. And I, and I'm, she's going to agree with me. It's like, now we see opportunity. Mm-hmm. We see, yep. op- we, we see opportunity again. Um, you know, we were blessed back when things were crazy that we had our book of business and we had business still coming in, but you know, before COVID, we would average what twenty five, maybe thirty ish listings uh, on active during COVID. I mean, shit, we were lucky if we had five. It was bad. I mean, it was just like it was gone. Like you, you, you couldn't do all the legwork when you when you get a listing. You're what does I say? You're supposed to get three, three or five more from something like that. Some it's some number, two to three more. Yeah. yeah, so two to three more. So we were never able to duplicate. We were, we were able to never able to leverage them to get more listings from that listing because hell, they, they'd go so quickly. You couldn't have an open house. You couldn't get marketing out. You couldn't do jack shit. Yeah. Um, and now we're getting back to that to where we can start, you know, leveraging our inventory to go get us more inventory as well. Yeah. Are y'all uh, are y'all currently using VAs to to drum up some of that business? Are y'all? I know you get your referrals, you have your social media, you're calling expireds. Um, are y'all having to rely on a bunch of VAs to make a lot of these calls um, also? Mm-mm. I do it. I'm a relationship girl. So I like to call people and just like yesterday, I spent about an hour and a half on the Vulcan dialer. I've got about three solid leads uh, from people that, you know, you just have to be curious and ask questions. And And I have closings that have happened from circle dialing lots of them. And then I've had referrals from circle dialing. So it's calling is everybody keeps saying calling's dead. And then when you look to see who the people who are saying that it's people who are pushing social media marketing and and they're not, and they don't even do that much business. (laughs) And so, you know, it's always compared to what it's like, we had these kids in our office, they were like, Oh my gosh, we're killing it. And we're like, what are we not doing? And we started doing all this stuff on Instagram and la la la. And then we ask them, well, what are your numbers? Oh, we've got all these leads. Like, okay, well, what is a lead? Like everybody's idea of a lead is different. Is it an actual lead or is it just a person that, you know, inboxed you or DM'd you? And these kids were like, oh, we got two deals this month. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I kind of chuckled. I'm like, <laughs> two, two I mean, deals? that's like, like, we're asleep. We're broke if we have two deals. <laughs> I'm like, so it's always compared to what so I've learned as I've gotten older. It's like one person's busy is another person's asleep. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt of what they're actually <laughs> doing. Yeah. So uh, compared to what, as uh, Jason Hartman always says, I love that because it's so true. I uh, I really like that y'all said that because a big thing that I teach in the group is, hey, so the biggest list I like for them to pull is absentee out-of-state owner list. You know, it's the most competitive, but most people quit after the first call. So it's it's the most lucrative and it's the most competitive. Hmm. And, and a lot of people stick their VAs on them and people want to answer the phone. That's a landlord. Hey. Do you own da 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 da? Instead, you know, I'm telling, I'm, I'm teaching, like, hey, you call with an offer, right? Straight up, you call with an offer. That's how you differentiate yourself. But um, and and I I believe in calling yourself as well. So I like that that you do that and say that. So that's huge. And I know some of the people in the group, you know, they'll they'll get a little burnout or discouraged at for at times because they're like, man, I've called like hundreds of people i haven't got a deal and it's just like that's the name of the game you know um eventually you know uh 
you can open up your marketing and pay for mail and pay for all the stuff. That stuff's really expensive, you know, um, is what I tell them. So no, I'm just really glad that you said that. So that's huge coming from y'all that you live by, you do real estate for a living, you know, and, and you, you have to get on the phone and make these things happen. Mm-hmm. So that that's awesome to hear. Um, what about so? What's the what's the craziest deal y'all are doing right now? Or are they all pretty just just normal? Have y'all had to do anything different in this market? Like tweak something crazy or tweak something different or offer crazy incentives or anything anything out of the ordinary to get by in this market right now? I know we're, we we took on one project. It's a closeout over in Lavaca that we just got a couple of days ago. I mean, it's not anything crazy, but we're gonna we're gonna give away some like three or four thousand dollar e bikes. Um, you know, if people contract and close by a certain date, so we'll start marketing that probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, just something to separate ourselves and separate the product as well. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I see the downtown area pretty flat right now. It's it's quiet. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of movement. I mean, we just got a bunch of price reductions today on some new product as well that we have over in Denver Heights. Like, if it were me as an investor, I wouldn't be touching any any of the gentrification areas right now. Lots of competition. Yeah. Lots of competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know what do you. I don't think. Yeah, there's... I personally started. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm good. Oh, I was just saying. I personally uh, started wholesaling all that kind of stuff. Mm. yeah you know buyers are uh scarce right now and uh it's just a weird i i you know i've got like i said i personally i've got three houses i'm trying to sell and i'm reducing prices so much uh, with those kind of houses i'm like eh, this isn't the kind of market i want to be i want to be messing with right now on that side of things so um i can't sell for retail but i can wholesale and make 10 or 15 or 20 K, you know, that's better ROI for me than sweating it on the market. You know, um, JP, do you have any questions? No, actually, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here just digesting some of this. Um, I, I kind of want to go back to, uh, some of the, just cause I am out in Florida. So some of the pool homes, that it was kind of an interesting topic when we were getting ready to start recording everything this morning. So, um, I just guess want to kind of ask, Hey, all right. So that you got pools as an option. What other stuff is kind of, uh, still hitting the, uh, price peak that you're looking for? Cause sometimes some of those pool homes they're going for, you know, a little bit over, but I guess if you're still seeing the, the, uh, inventory go with some of those pool homes, what else, you know, are, are, um, an attractive offer, I guess, in the houses still, um, and kind of, you know, either recession proof or, you know, um, no matter what, what the times are that, you know, people are still always looking for, if that makes sense. I always look at it as every day a house goes under contract every day, several houses go under contract. So whatever price point you're in, I like to always position my clients like, okay, where, where is everyone else, the herd? And then where do we need to be to stand out? And oftentimes it's price, but then you get those unicorn homes where, they're like with the pool turnkey, there's just not a lot of those available. So if they're priced properly and they're av- and, and they're on the market, they're going to sell a good house in any market will sell. I've learned that too. So I think, um, I think the hardest part we have, sometimes the only thing we can play, it's kind of like the fed. The only thing they can do is, you know, turn the faucet on or turn it off. The only thing we can do is 
up the price, lower the price, you know? And so I think, um, depending on the product that you have or what you're selling or what you're trying to, you know, neighborhood you're trying to get into, you just need to figure out how are you going to outpace your competition and whatever that looks like. And sometimes it's a pool, sometimes it's not, you know, and I just think it was kind of a interesting thing um, in the market we're currently in. I don't know about Florida, but Texas is hot and it's expensive to build a pool. And if you have a nice home with the pool, yeah. You're going to have a buyer. Pool, pool pool prices here doubled, if not almost nearly tripled mm-hmm. in cost. And then the time frame went from six months to 12 to 14 months. Over COVID, yeah. You know, and, and I don't think they've gone scaled. Prices never go down. Have you noticed that? They always go up on stuff like that, but they never come back down. It's like, so I think that's a lot of people are pricing that in. Well, shoot, I can buy this house with a pool and pay this amount, or I can go buy a house without a pool and then spend another hundred grand to do it. And it's going to cost me this. So I think, I think buyers are smart and are weighing all that stuff out. Okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Cause like I said, Florida is a hot market. I mean, it, like temperature wise and everything, people are always looking for it. Same thing. You know, well, I, I have some friends who are building the pool that, that lead times are actually starting to go down a little bit. Um, you know, I don't think people are spending as much cash as they were, you know, some of the projects are getting canceled from some of the, uh, pool suppliers, et cetera. Um, and I have a neighbor, you know, doing remodeling on houses as well. And he said some of his stuff's dropped off slightly just because everybody's kind of pinching pennies a little bit right now. So that that's kind of where I was curious on if, if that was actually going to start taking effect or, but you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, once prices go up, they're not, they're not really going down. They might add an incentive here or two. Hey, well, five grand and closing costs on your pool or whatever, but it really never goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, I owned a porta potty company. And then when um, oil and gas, and you could, uh, you know, can chime in on this, Travis, like when, when oil or when uh, oil went up, my pricing went up. And then when oil went down, my pricing still stayed up. <laughs> so it's, it's exactly to that point. It the price is, is not going to go they, down. It's just their excuse. Yeah, they always have something else. Always something. I, I, I get it. I work for a large corporation and the uh, same thing. I mean, uh, yeah, there's never a price decrease letter out there. It's always a price, it's always <laughs> a price increase. And then everybody's asking, yeah, hey, the raws are going down. Where's your price decrease? Oh, well, you know, it's, in, it's, it's over here. <laughs> the check's in the mail. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> too funny what price do y'all what price are y'all seeing added for pools right now that being said like there's probably a number in your head rough hey you're gonna get x amount more probably if you have a pool i, I tell people right now they're getting dollar for dollar almost you know whereas years ago you uh 50 cents on the dollar if you're lucky i mean uh, you gotta you have a nice pool you paid 100 grand for it it's gonna be worth maybe 100 grand that that's that's what i'm told people yeah. I, mean, I guess it just depends. Awesome. It, and, and it and depends the, on the pool and, the and everything else. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ones you see are like that, but some of the ones are kind of like yeah. just shit pools. There's, there's <laughs> shitty fiberglass pools out there too. <laughs> They're not like... gonna matter. I mean, it does matter, so, but yeah. <laughs> Got Joe Dirt out there in the pool. No, uh... <laughs> but um... no, I appreciate y'all's time and y'all coming on and stuff. This is awesome. Yeah, I got one last question. What do you guys feel about um, rural versus, I guess you guys were talking in the city and stuff like that, because um, I mean, for example, specific example, um, I live over in the Tampa area. Uh, I started moving outside of the Tampa area. I started looking, I was hoping to get something in the Tampa area, but people are still coming down and 
I mean, a house that's worth maybe $300,000 buying it in cash at 300, tearing it down and building their, you know, half a million dollar house because they got that million dollar uh, one bedroom condo in Chicago they sold or whatever. So um, I started moving a little rural, but what's your guys' feelings on staying more in the city versus rural or where that, where are you seeing some of the markets at? I, I think you need to pay attention to what's going on with the economists and what they're saying in the politics, because I really don't know the answer to that. Who thought COVID would happen and everybody would want to move out to the sticks, you know, now, you know, I mean, downtown is dead right now, but will it come back? I'm sure. But once people get called back to work, I don't really know. Travis, what do you think? I mean, that's a tough one. So I'm a big fan of, I'm, I'm just, I'm not very patient. So if, if that kind of stuff's happening around me, I go find the market that I need to be in, you know, as an investor, it's like, Hey, I've made a thousand calls. I don't have a lead. I'm in the wrong market or I'm not good at what I'm doing. You know, like I'm not good at this market. So there's going to be a market I'm good at. Maybe I'm better at talking to hillbillies. Maybe I should, you know, get out in rural area, you know? I don't know. There's a market though. That's, that's how I, I, it, it might be in another state. It might be another city, but I just got to find it. That's kind of how I look at it. And there might be people like y'all in that market that are already in it and, and really good at it and know it and connected. And I wouldn't even be able to compete. So it doesn't matter, you know, and that's kind of how I look at that. Yeah. yeah that's so right. to answer your question, JP, that's how I feel about that. I think you just you oh, my. You, you'll make your market. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard Travis's response. So I was just curious what other people thought too. I mean, I obviously <laughs> I take Travis's responses, you know, with high regard as well. But um, you know, I mean, it's always interesting getting another you know perspective on on stuff. Sure. Well, cool guys. Yeah, this, for this sure. Fun. Thank you, Travis. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please refer a friend. It would mean the world to me. And also, if you'd like to learn more about real estate investing, go to www.exclusivehousinginvestors.com. If you're interested in joining the Mastermind Group, email me at travis at exclusivehousingtexas.com.